the idea that no one is looking at the model presented by Mayor Rudy Giuliani in New York, which was very simple. If you throw a rock, you're arrested. If you throw a bottle, you're arrested. And all of a sudden, New York was, and it literally was almost overnight, New York became safe. The John McCullough Show, weekday evenings at 6 on The Patriot. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Good morning and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm your host, Wendy Jones, and also owner and operator of Next Steps for Seniors, the business, and that is located in Rochester Hills, Michigan. And we help people walk through the process of the next steps because as we age, man, we know there are next steps that come come our way. Each and every week, we really try to bring you a topic that is pertinent uh, to your situations, whether you've you're taking care of a loved one or whether it's for you yourself and you're going through issues and you just want to be more educated and informed. So our topic today is keeping up the beat and it's about congestive heart failure. And I know many times people are like, oh no, I'm not going to have congestive heart failure. But we have two experts in our studio today that are going to share with us not just the symptoms and the things to look for, but how to prevent it and, you know, what exactly it is and how to move around and navigate through it and a clinic that is available to you that I think does an excellent job. And our guests are from Ascension Providence Rochester Hospital, formerly known as, yes, the easy name, Crittenton. <laughs> but that's okay. We love the new name. And Ascension is a large group that is excellent and they do good work. So our guests today are Crystal Loveday. Good morning, Crystal. Good morning. And Crystal is a nurse practitioner at the Heart Failure Transitional Program. And then we also have Liz Jackson. She's the manager of NPPA Services. Good morning, Liz, and I'll let you explain NPPA too. Sure. Good morning. <laughs> uh, so the NP, NPA Services uh, stand for Nurse Practitioners and Physician Assistants. So I manage uh, the group that works at Ascension Providence Rochester. We cover actually a lot of different service lines, and today our main focus is on the congestive heart failure service line that we cover. Yeah, and I think it's really critical because more and more of our population is running into this. The The acronym is CHF, congestive heart failure. A lot of people hear CHF and they're like, what is that? So I'm going to let you explain that to us, Crystal. So I'm going to simplify heart failure a little bit because it is a complex subject. So, um, you know, if you have heart failure, you're not alone. Uh, over 5 million Americans have heart failure out there. It's um, one of the most prevalent uh, growing heart diseases. Uh, year by year, we're burdened with um, this uh, this disease, and patients who we see have it. It's, it's awful. You know, it's really hard for them. Um, so we're here today to hopefully uh, put some light on the subject, explain what heart failure is. Um, you know, the heart pumps blood through the body. The blood carries oxygen through the body to the organs, like the lungs and the kidneys. Oxygen helps the body's organs do their jobs. But when you have heart failure, your heart cannot pump blood through your body as well as it should. 
So you feel tired, you feel weak. Um, you can have, also have symptoms of swelling from fluid buildup in your legs, your feet, your abdomen, your belly area, your lungs, making it hard for you to breathe. Um, there are two types of heart failure, uh, systolic and diastolic. Uh, treatments very similar, and I'm going to hand it over to Liz here to explain the difference in systolic and diastolic heart failure. Yeah, so heart failure, there are kind of two different groups. So when we talk about heart failure, we look at your pumping function or ejection fraction of your heart. So the normal ejection fraction is usually around 55 to 60%, which sounds weird. Some people think, oh, 100% is normal, but that's not normal. 55 to 60% is normal for your ejection fraction. When we talk about systolic heart failure, that's the kind of heart failure that you have when you're Ventricles are dilated, which are the bottom two chambers of your heart. Your heart muscle is very stretched and it's weak. And your ejection fraction is, is low. It's usually 35% or below. So these kinds of heart failures are when people have swelling in their legs, uh, fluid buildup in their abdomen. Um, they get a lot of uh, edema in their legs also. And they're, they're tired. They, I mean, their heart is struggling to keep up and pump that oxygen throughout their body. So systolic heart failure can be caused by a lot of different things. There's um, the main cause is when you have coronary artery disease, you have a heart attack. When you have a heart attack, there's a lack of blood flow in a certain area of your heart, and that causes muscle damage because that part of the muscle didn't get good blood flow. So when you have muscle damage like that, you do have a weakness in your heart. So that's, that's one of the main causes. There's actually some other causes of congestive heart failure, that is the weakening of the heart muscle. Sometimes we see a viral um, cardiomyopathy. This is when a virus actually attacks the heart muscle, and so your pumping function is reduced. Typically in those cases with certain medications, you can, you know, get the pumping function to improve, but that can happen. And, and you can see that in young people. Uh, also, so really quick, how do you yeah. how do you know the pumping functions reduce? Like, would we know that on the outside? Would we be yeah. like, oh, I'm super tired, or yes. my heart feels like it's pounding, yes. or what is yes. the? Yeah, so you would have symptoms. Yeah, Chrissy, you can go into some of those symptoms. So definitely, you know, if you're not getting that good perfusion of blood flow through your body or that good oxygen flow, I say, you know, you're going to be more tired. You're going to be more weak. Um, I typically, you know, I explain to patients, you know, you get up in the morning time, you just kind of go into the bathroom and you're ready to go back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so tired, fatigued, um, short of breath, you're not getting that good oxygen uh, yeah. flow through your body. Um, so those are, those are the typical symptoms you see. There are other symptoms, um, you know, with diastolic heart failure, though, that also um, are sometimes subtle, um, and then sometimes they can be really extreme, like swelling, edema um, in your lower extremities or in your in your feet, legs, or ankle area, yeah. uh, sudden weight gain. Right. Um, I've actually, we've seen some younger population patients, even their 40s, 50s, who are actually treated for bronchitis or mm -hmm. pneumonia for a while as as an outpatient, which, which can be normal when you have short, when it's really their heart cough and orthopnea, we call it when you're laying flat and you feel like you can't breathe. You have to get up in the middle of the night. It's called PND paroxysmal nocturnal dyspnea. Oh, so okay. These, don't say that three so, times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so these, a tongue these twister. sometimes it is hard to diagnose because you're thinking of some of the common causes of shortness of breath and cough. Um, and you're and, thinking of bronchitis in your lungs. And, yes. lungs. and then sometimes people come to the hospital because they've gained so much weight. They've gained 10 to 20 pounds in just like a week's time. 
They're very swollen and they're short of breath and with a cough. We do an ultrasound of the heart, which is an echocardiogram, just an outside picture. And that's what tells us the pumping function of the heart, the ejection fraction. That's when we can see that sometimes in these cases, your heart muscle is actually weak. And many times we can track it back. It's, it's a historical kind of thing. We ask, have you had a cold, flu, virus? You know, and a lot of times they have had something like that. So we call it a viral cardiomyopathy. We still and that's have to, more common in the younger. And it's usually younger. a younger yeah. population, yes. So other, other cardiomyopathies can be caused by your heart. It's tachycardia-induced, meaning your heart's racing too quickly. And that can be because of atrial fibrillation, which is another growing problem as you get older. Also, if your thyroid, um, if you have hyperthyroidism and your heart is, is beating quick, quicker than it should be because of your thyroid, that can actually lead to uh, cardiomyopathies as well. So also sometimes outside toxins can lead to some cardiomyopathies like chemotherapies, um, drugs, any alcohol as well. Alcohol Mm -hmm. also can, it can be alcohol induced cardiomyopathy. Yeah. So So there's, there's a wide variety of what can cause congestive heart failure. The, the main cause though is typically related to a coronary artery disease or a heart attack. But there are, I want people to be aware of kind of these other... All the other ones. Mm -hmm. Well, especially the younger people that are listening to the program right now going, okay, I've gained a lot of weight. I have a hard time breathing when I'm laying down. I mean, all these things Mm -hmm. you just said, they're like, wait a second. I didn't even think of it as being my heart. Mm -hmm. Yep. So uh, we're going to go into this a little later, the rule of twos. And a lot of times when I go in and I'm doing education of uh, heart failure with patients and I start going over those rule of twos, you know, a lot of uh, like a light bulb goes off and they're like, oh my goodness, you know, I've been having this weight gain. I've been having this shortness of breath. You know, I've been having uh, just so tired and fatigued. So we hear this quite often. Um, So it's almost like, uh, you know, they keep going in uh, to the doctor's office and, you know, thinking like Liz was saying, you know, that it's like a cold or that they're just having congestion and things like that. And it kind of puts some light on the subject. So it's good that we're going over these signs and symptoms. So if you're identifying them at home, um, you know, you, you can take some action and, and get your heart checked out. Yeah, so. definitely not something to ignore. Well, right. people feel they don't, they know something's wrong, but they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, this is just a small example, but I have a friend who was running on her treadmill in the winter and she kept building and building and building. And she was up to like six miles or eight miles or something. And she was feeling so great while she was running. And the second she got off, she was tired the whole day. She was turning a little pale. Like she just, but she just assumed, oh yeah, I worked out. So I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out she had like a serious heart issue mm-hmm. and needed surgery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we kind of discount it sometimes like, oh, I'm a little tired after I work out. Well, you know what? If that's consistent, mm-hmm. you need to get that checked out. Definitely. Absolutely. And the first test they would do is the echo. Is that what you call it? The echocardiogram is, is one of the a first common tests. first yes. test. It, also EKG. And and chest X-ray, chest well. X-ray, you yes. And we're going to get into that in the next segment because I want to learn more about what they do with that echo because some sure. people may have never had one done. Mm-hmm. So we'll Absolutely. talk about that in the next segment. And isn't this exciting stuff? Like we need to know this it stuff. Is it's important. Yes. It's important, and it's helping all of us. So next segment, we're going to talk about all the different tests that are available and what the general age and population is for heart failure. Listening to The Patriot at FM 101.5 AM 1400, and we'll be back in just one moment. 
Sending out troops to be their best means ensuring they get the right level of physical activity, nutrition, and importantly, sleep. And if you're sharing barracks, then the enemy of sleep is snoring. To snore less, use mute. Mute is an easy-to-use nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. Thanks to Mute, you'll get all the air you need through your nose and not your mouth. So you'll snore less, sleep more, and everyone in your barracks or your bedroom will be happier. Whatever your mission in life, if you want to be at your best, win the battle against snoring with Mute! Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. To find your local store or for more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. I'm a counselor for the Michigan Problem Gambling Helpline. People don't want to call us. They're ashamed, and they don't think they can be helped. I have years of experience as a counselor, and real-life experience, too. I was a gambler once myself, so nothing you say can shock me. It's my job to help you, so call me. Call 1-800-270-7117 for help. Sponsored by the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services and the Michigan Association of Broadcasters. Have you ever wondered how different your life would be without knee pain? Where you would go? What you would do? At New Life Medical, we want to help you find out. Call 248-965-0727. Schedule your free consultation to learn about our advanced non-surgical treatment for knee pain relief. This FDA-approved treatment is covered by insurance. And if you have Medicare, there may be no cost to you. Don't wait. Call New Life Medical today at 248-965-0727 to get the relief you deserve. I have a quick story about a young little boy, about two weeks old, brought in by his parents. Dr. Timothy Johansson on Focus on the Family Minute. First child, and kid checked out perfectly fine, and at the very end, the dad said, I've got a few more questions. What can I do to really promote his athletic ability, two-week-old, promote his <laughs> athletic ability and make sure that he's going to be a good athlete, and what things can I do to visually stimulate him to make sure that he really is good academically and I looked at the dad and I said the only thing I want you to do right now is fall in love with this little boy mm. there will be time for all of that don't worry what college he's going to if he's going to varsity in basketball or whether he's going to be on the honor roll just fall in love while you can dream about your child's future loving him is the best thing you can do hear more at familyminute.org Hi, this is Greg Bryant, General Sales Manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you. Sportsmanship is still relevant in school sports. Good sportsmanship should be a given at our games. It's one of the primary reasons we have school sports to begin with, to help today's young people become tomorrow's community leaders. You can learn more about sportsmanship and download a full kit of sportsmanship ideas from the MHSA website at mhsaa.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics.
This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to the Next Steps for Seniors program. Today we're here with Crystal Loveday and Liz Jackson, both from Ascension Providence Rochester Hospital. And they work in the Heart Failure Transitional Program, and it is an excellent program. I've been there, and I've had a lot of our patients and clients go through the program. So we were just talking about um, an EKG, an echo, and you were just going to explain what that is because, I mean, that was in the last segment. But, yeah, if you can explain it because I think some of our listeners may never have had one, and they mm-hmm. might just be, like, scared of it because they're not sure what they do. Sure. What What is the process? Yeah, so you mentioned EKG. EKG is probably one of the easier tests. That's okay. just the electrical um, pulsation of the of the heart, and, and that's something you can get at your primary care. Uh, you can even walk into an urgent care and have an EKG done. But that's something that... They has, just put little just pads, put pads and, and, and leads and, and it's the they test the electrical stimulation of the heart. So you can get your heart rate. Um, you can know if your heart rate's regular or irregular at that time. They can catch atrial fibrillation. They can see certain patterns like a right bundle branch block or a left bundle branch block, which is the electrical pattern of your heart. So you can get good information from the EKG. Then we can also do an echocardiogram, which is an ultrasound of the heart. So that's also an outside picture. That's a non-invasive test. And that is when they put the gel on your chest and, and the magic wand, and <laughs> and they um, they can take the ultrasound pictures, and there you can see the structural you know, issues of the heart. So they can check your valves, check if there's any leaky valves, if there's any valves that might have areas of stenosis or tightening. They can check how big the atria are and the ventricles, um, the muscle thickness. So you can just get a really good information just from an outside picture as well as the ejection fraction. Yeah, and there's no, I mean, don't be afraid of it, everybody. It's not. No, absolutely not. Non-invasive. It's Um, pretty easy and quick. Yep. It's ultrasound uh, for your heart. Uh, just like ultrasound if you're having a baby, but you're not having a baby. (laughs) Not quite as fun, but not quite as fun. Right. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk a little bit. You mentioned the rule of twos, Crystal, in the last segment. Um, So can we talk a little bit about those signs and symptoms of heart failure and what the rule of twos are? Absolutely. So the rule of twos, I always feel like this is so valuable because it uh, gives, uh, when I'm doing education for heart failure with uh, the patients in the hospital or in the heart failure clinic, I want to make sure that when they go home, they have direction as to recognize these signs and symptoms. And even some of our listeners today, hopefully, you know, they're listening and if they're having some of these signs and symptoms, you know, they can take some action um, and know what to do with them. So uh, typically the rule of twos is uh, the warning signs of increasing heart failure um, or like a, a heart failure exam. Exacerbation. So uh, if you're, you're seeing you're having too much swelling or edema in your feet, legs, ankle area, uh, too much shortness of breath with exertion, you know, you're just moving around a little bit, you're starting to feel really winded uh, more so than usual. Um, if you're noticing that you're having uh, too much puffiness in your belly area, a lot of uh, a lot of people don't know that's you know a sign and symptom of uh, heart failure because you're hanging on to some extra fluid or you have extra edema build up. You have capillaries in these areas that that leak the fluid, and in your belly area, your feet, your legs, your ankle area, um, that's where you will sometimes see the swelling. So too much swelling in that belly area. 
um, using too many pillows that night. So, you know, if you are unable to lay flat, you know, or you typically just use a pillow or two for comfort, um, and you're having to hike yourself way up in bed because you're short of breath, you know, that extra fluid or that extra edema that build up around your lungs and your heart's making it hard for you to breathe and definitely pressure when you lie flat. Um, so also, uh, you know, we always advise patients to take daily weights, um, with that rule of twos, it helps them remember if they have sudden weight gain, usually it's from fluid or fluid weight gain. Sudden weight gain is usually heavier um, than, you know, you didn't eat so well during uh, the, the month and you gain a pound here or there. This typically is, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I weigh 130 this day and then the next day I take my weight and I'm like 135. So greater than two pounds weight gain overnight, meaning three pounds or more. So sudden weight gain. Um, back to being too much tiredness or too much fatigue. So with any of these warning signs, you know, you definitely want to be contacting either your primary care physician, preferably your cardiologist, and letting them know. And that's also where Heart Failure Clinic um, at Ascension Providence Rochester Hospital comes into play too, because we're here to help patients when they're noticing these symptoms. Um, early intervention is the best intervention. It's the best thing we can do. So when you start to notice these symptoms, you report them early, we can make some adjustments and medications and hopefully keep you out of what we call the red zone. So the red zone is, um, you know, typically what gets patients in the hospital where they're so short of breath, they're kind of that fish out of water type feeling. Uh, they're sitting up in that lazy boy chair or way up on pillows. They're not even moving around or activity and they're getting so short of breath. Um, that's typically when you're calling 911, you're coming back into the hospital and we, we have to give IV diuretics to help get that fluid off of you. Um, so when they're in that yellow zone or that rule of two zone, uh, the early intervention, you know, it's not very uncommon that we adjust medications quite often uh, with heart failure. It's very specific to uh, your body and mm -hmm. uh, your health. So, um, you know, once you start seeing these signs and symptoms, we can make some adjustments on the outpatient setting to keep uh, patients from getting having to be hospitalized. No one wants to be in the hospital. No one wants to feel mm -hmm. like that, feel short of breath. Um, so they know. can call, they can call you at the clinic and instead of going to the emergency department right away and ask about these things so and then have some intervention. In the red zone. Okay. So as long as, you know, if, the, if they're sitting there and they're short of breath, you know, um, to the point where they're not moving around and stuff like that, you're calling 911, yes. we're advising There's them a to big come difference. in. Right. Um, of course, with any type of chest pain, any type of chest pressure, signs and symptoms of a heart attack, that you're definitely not delaying care. You're calling 911 and you're getting checked out. Um, I always say, you know, it's better to be uh, safe and than sorry. Safe. Right. But if they're having um, like a little swelling, like you mentioned in their yes. feet and they've seen a little bit of weight gain quickly, then they could call and be like, okay, so I, is this something I should be concerned about? And then come to the clinic. Absolutely. Absolutely. That okay. is our main purpose. We want to keep, keep patients healthy, keep them home with their families, um, keep them out of the hospital mm -hmm. and, and doing well with this. Absolutely. You know? so, Share your phone number. Mm -hmm. If you guys would really quick with our listeners, grab your pencils and paper listeners, because you're going to want to have this phone number. Okay, so for the heart failure clinic number, it's a two four eight four nine six six seven zero two. 
And if you um, have any questions about just the hospital events in general, you can call the main hospital number. It's 248-652-5000. And um, community education and community events can always um, forward you any sort of the information that we have and, and refer you to a lot of our programs that we have at Ascension. And I do appreciate you do a lot for the community Mm -hmm. and you have a lot of events for people to come in and learn more about. And I appreciate what you guys do because this is a big topic. There are a lot of people, I think you have some statistics, don't you, um, Crystal, just because it seems like it's on the rise, like more and more people are getting diagnosed with CHF. Absolutely. Nearly 5 million Americans are currently living with congestive heart failure. Um, approximately 550,000 new cases are diagnosed in the uh, each year in the U.S. alone. So that's a lot. You know, every day that we're uh, reviewing echocardiograms, reviewing these cases, we're seeing such a high prevalence more and more. Um, you know, it almost 1.4 million uh, people with CHF are under uh, 60 years of age. Uh, CHF wow. is also present in 2% of uh, people who are 40 to 59. Uh, you have 5% of persons ages 60 to 69 who have CHF. Um, the annual incident approach is 10 per 1,000 of population after the age of 65 years old. So that is a lot, and it is increasing every year. So. It's definitely more prevalent 65 and older, though. 65 I was going to ask you yes. the general Those are age. most of our cases, okay. yeah. 65 is kind of the magic number. Is it? Yes. With atrial Gosh, fibrillation. It's just is scary. Especially like, with diastolic failure. You know, at mm-hmm. some point, because, uh, you know, people are living a lot longer, they're mm-hmm. going to eventually have some type of diastolic failure that's stiffening through those vessels. So, um, you know... It, it's uh, equally frequent in men and women. Uh, African Americans are 1.5 times uh, more likely to develop heart failure than Caucasians. Um, it's responsible for more than 11 million physician visits each year and more hospitalizations than all forms of any cancer combined. Yeah, so that's a heavy, that's a heavy load, you know, for physicians' office, cardiology offices, and and hospital systems. So that is part of the clinic is to to kind of bridge some of the gaps between the hospital uh, visits and the physician office visits, we can provide a little bit extra time for education, management, monitoring. A little TLC, mm-hmm. just an extra hand in the whole process, exactly. because why not have someone like you to go to if you have CHF and answer questions and stop into the clinic versus rushing to ER, you know, if, if, if you've already been to the emergency department, you know, four days ago and you just have some more questions, you're a great uh, resource for everybody. We're going to be back in just a few minutes right after this commercial. I'm Brian Kurtz, president of AIP Financial Services. A fixed annuity is similar to a CD at a bank. They both give you a guaranteed interest rate for a certain period of time and are very safe. Fixed annuities, though, typically pay a higher interest rate than CDs, and the interest is tax-deferred until you take it out. As an independent advisor, I'm proud to be able to offer the highest guaranteed rates anywhere in the nation. Call AIP Financial Services today at 866-247-6663 to find out what you could be earning on your safe money. Warrior fans, join us for Warrior Football right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 101.5, AM 1400, The Patriot. Believe it or not, it's the home finale. 
Senior Day this Saturday. The Warriors host the Michigan Tech Huskies. We are on the air at 12.30 with kickoff coming shortly after 1, right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 1015, AM 1400, The Patriot, Warriors, Huskies. Join us Saturday afternoon. Open enrollment for health insurance runs from now until December 15. PreferQuote offers a free service with access to many health care plans and with so many options, it can be confusing. You can get objective help for a plan that may cost less and cover more with the freedom to see the doctors you choose. Most low-income plans have $0 premiums. Many plans can be coordinated with health savings accounts, which may reduce your taxes. Don't miss out on the savings you deserve. Our Prefer Quote Health Insurance Assistance is free. Don't forget, open enrollment for health insurance only runs from now until December 15. For free objective help, please visit preferquote.com. That's P R E F E R Q U O T E.com. That's preferquote.com. Or call our licensed agents at 844 Get My Quote. That's 844-GET-MY-QUOTE. That's 844-GET-MY-QUOTE. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Hi, I'm Luke Hammett, and I'm back to talk to you about MyPillow. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to you, the Patriot listeners. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener special. I've been using the MyPillow for about a year now, and let me tell you firsthand, folks, it is absolutely incredible. You can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is typically $89.99, but with my promo code Luke, it cuts that price down to $29.99. That's 65% off. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to mypillow.com and click on the new radio listener special and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. Enter the promo code Luke at checkout or call 800-861-6525 for these great radio specials. For the best night sleep in the whole wide world is mypillow.com nobody wants to get ripped off broken into or robbed but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either i've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for less than a dollar a day for real with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happened. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For less than a dollar a day with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. 800-218-6710, 800-218-6710, 800-218-6710, 800-218-6710. Again, that's 800-218-6710. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5 AM 1400. We're here today with um, guests from Ascension Providence Rochester Hospital. It's Crystal and Liz. Liz and uh, Crystal have a lot of information they've been sharing with us. And I wanted to go into a little bit about how um, we manage heart failure. What are the different components that we can use to manage um, the process? 
So uh, most effective therapies of heart failure, you know, they're typically very complex. So it's hard for patients to understand. Um, it's involved with multiple, multiple medications and devices and uh, require a high level of patient self-care and adjustments in therapy. Like I said a little earlier, you know, that it's really um, the medications and the treatment, uh, especially with the diuretics, are really custom to your body and your signs and symptoms. And it's uh, very common to, to have to make adjustments to those. Um, Liz will talk a little bit about the medications. Sure. So so um, some of the guidelines recommend people with congestive heart failure to be on a medication called an ACE inhibitor or an ARB. Um, also, there's a medication called an ARNI, and there's one called a beta blocker. And then diuretics are very important, too. So the diuretics are, quote-unquote, water pills that help keep that extra fluid off. And those are typically what we um, are adjusting in different times when people are being more short of breath or have more swelling. And we also have to adjust the other medications based on blood pressure response and how people feel on them. So, so that's part of how this clinic can help is just managing the adjustment of these medications and communicating out to primaries and cardiologists how uh, the patients are doing on these medications. So a huge part, too, in conjunction with medications is your diet. So... Yes, let's talk about diet. diet. Do we have to? So (laughs) (laughs) diet is a touchy subject. So, um, you know, before I go into the diet details, I just want to make sure uh, with leaving off what Liz said, um, medication compliance. So, you know, typically... Um, you, you know, we're diuretics, of course, um, as you know, they make you go to the bathroom a lot. They make you urinate, uh, which we want you to do because we want that fluid off from around your lungs and your heart and we want you breathing better. Um, so uh, it's very important that, you know, if you are on these medications, we don't want you skipping doses of this. You know, typically I'll see a lot of little ladies coming in, you know, they're going to their hair appointments or their doctor appointments and they don't want to take their water pill or their diuretic because they're running to the bathroom all the time. So I just want to throw that out there just to make sure that, you know, do not skip doses unless you're instructed by your, your physician. And that goes for anything because I've, you don't even know how many patients I've talked to that have called and they're like, well, yeah, I stopped taking that med like a week ago. I was like, oh, okay. Your doctor told you not. Well, no, I just decided not to. I was like, okay, well, that's not. (laughs) And also when we discharge patients from the hospital setting after they've had congestive heart failure, usually we send all their medications to the pharmacy or give them paper prescriptions and then they take them home in their nice folder and then it stays on their counter for a few days. And then you're three days without your blood pressure medications, your diuretics, and your blood thinners, and all of a sudden you're back in the hospital. So, and you're wondering why. We see this oh, all of the time. So that's another another. Take tr- your medication. Take your medications. Heart mm-hmm. failure is really, um, you know, because patients, they come in, we see them in an acute setting where, you know, they're short of breath, they're not feeling good, they feel awful. It's just like a acute or, you know, miserable feeling. Um, and then they start to get feeling a little bit better with the medications and stuff, you know, during their hospitalization. They're discharged to home. 
Um, and then, and then all of a sudden, you know, I've had patients thinking like, oh, maybe, you know, it's not really my heart to going on, you know, and maybe I don't need these medications or maybe I don't really need to watch that salt or sodium in my diet. Um, so, you know, it it kind of, um, you see patients coming back in with exacerbations with this because you have periods of where you're feeling better and then you have periods where you're feeling miserable. So, you know, it's really, um, yes, it's, it's a chronic condition. Um, you know, at, unfortunately at this time, there's no cure for heart failure, but we can manage it. Um, and we can help you with that management, you know, through your medications and going into diet, of course. Okay. Talk um, to us. We're, yes, we're all listening. Diet, we're all listening. Oh, and I don't want to be the <laughs> drill sergeant over here because diet is such a cultural thing. It's part of our everyday, um, you know, the food that you eat, um, one the thing, church potlucks, yes, and all of that, and family events, and every really a lot of social things that we it's do a social revolve around food. Your food. So, Everything revolves yes. around food. So, uh, one big thing that we can do, even preventative for heart disease, heart failure. Everything in general is um, teaching at a young age, uh, watching your diet and exercise. So, you know, these habits start at young ages. So we have to start with our younger generation and, and teach them, of course, uh, good eating habits. So um, with heart failure and back to that rule of twos, uh, the recommendations from the American Heart Association are under two grams of sodium a day, which is not very much. So um, if you were, uh, you know, if you looked at a label um, on the back of a a package of food, uh, typically it's written in milligrams. So uh, you want to stay under 2,000 milligrams a day. That's like a teaspoon of salt a day. And now I'm not talking about added salt. Like we do not want you using the salt shaker at all when you have this condition. Our culture and our, you know, anytime you walk into that grocery store, um, you have all the package, the process, um, all the foods, the hidden salts is what I call them. I mean, that's what you really want to stay away from. You want to go more for fresh. Um, And you know, if you're making it at home, uh, what you're putting into it or what you're adding. So like, you know, fast foods or when you're eating out, you really have to be a really good consumer and you have to watch your salt intake with this condition. And you should be doing that in general, even if you don't as a preventative. So Yeah, I just need to add because um, my husband bought the little prepackaged uh, mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And the first thing I did was turn around the package. And I want to say it's like 600 or 700 milligrams of, of sodium in yes. one serving yes. of, of those. Which so, is a small, if you no. actually look at the serving, it's probably a little just tiny, a little like, half of a palm And I'm like, size. okay, I'm going to uh-huh. peel the potatoes and put them in. I mean, are you yes. kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way in the world I would serve those mas- mashed potatoes yes. Correct. to it, my family with all that sodium. Make sure you're checking the serving sizes, too, because sometimes they'll fool you, you know, maybe there's two, two servings in one package. So you're doubling that amount of salt or sodium. Mm -hmm. I often see probably the most common thing that I see, um, is, you know, how Liz and I were talking about earlier, how uh, patients will come in and they think they have maybe a respiratory issue going on or like a cold and flu. So, you know, they're nursing that cold and flu with Gatorades, um, you know, sports drinks to renew their electrolytes. And then they're having chicken noodle soup and things like that, all really high in sodium. Sodium. And these symptoms are getting worse and worse. So we see this all the time. So it's, um, this is a big area, um, that we do education in. I hit 
hard on diet because it makes such a difference along with your medications, along with the exercise. Um, you just have to be really good consumers. Um, you know, one thing that we're going to speak a little bit about too um, is the CardioMEMS, which is a, a device uh, that monitors for heart failure. Um, and we typically, when you have uh, acute exacerbations with heart failure, or you start getting that fluid buildup, uh, you don't start seeing these signs and symptoms till almost about two weeks later. You know, that fluid's been hanging around. Um, and what this device does is that it... Uh, it measures pulmonary artery pressures. And one thing, you know, I would always do good education with diet. And until now, you know, I can sit down and I can show them the data that when you go off the diet and you're eating a little more salt or sodium, those uh, pressures in your lungs start to rise. So you can actually wow. see what a difference it makes. So like I said, along with the medications, um, diet and exercise, you know, fresh is the best, know what you're, know what you're adding um, into your food. Um, and with exercise, now's kind of a perfect time. I know the winter is long and cold, cold. and yes. dreary in Michigan, and we're Dark. finally seeing some sunshine. And so really with exercise, um, walking is the best. If you can even just walk um, five minutes and then add to seven minutes and then add to 10 minutes, and you don't have to do 30 minutes all at once. You can do five minutes in the morning. A little bit and goes a long way. Lunch. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't want exercise ever to be this overwhelming thing that people think they have to go out and run five miles every day. That's, that's not, and you what don't we're have to about. work out for an hour. No, We are talking about 30 minutes of, of some sort of walking or, you know, every day. So, um, it, this is a perfect time to start. We can enjoy the sunshine, the nice weather. Sometimes walking is boring. So there's a lot of other activities out there. There's, there's, uh, pickleball. Yoga, there's pickleball. <laughs> I know at the YMCA, there's a million kind of, uh, you know, OPC uh, has a lot too. Yeah. OPC. Oh, I can't wait to join there someday. It's, I mean, it, there are so many things out there. And so sometimes it's important to find something that interests you. So it's something that you want to continue and, and, and join along. And, and it's a social event too. So, well, I, and I find if you do something with your neighbor, like I used to run with my neighbor every morning, mm-hmm. it, it, it's accountability. Yeah, it makes definitely. you get together and, yes. okay, we're going to go run. It's like a social event that you're Absolutely. actually doing physical activity. Yeah. It's important to be active and to stay mobile because we want, as we age, not to become sedentary. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking further with our guests regarding congestive heart failure. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm, phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting dinged just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you gotta say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. 
Do your knees hurt? Are simple moves such as squatting, standing up, and navigating staircases painful? Would you like to avoid surgery? New Life Medical has a non-surgical treatment that's helped countless people. And Medicare, plus a secondary insurance, means it may be completely covered, so there's no cost to you. Call New Life Medical at 248-965-0727 to schedule your free consultation and learn about the knee pain treatment that comes with peace of mind. That's 248-965-0727. I'm Brian Kurtz, president of AIP Financial Services. A fixed annuity is similar to a CD at a bank. They both give you a guaranteed interest rate for a certain period of time and are very safe. Fixed annuities, though, typically pay a higher interest rate than CDs, and the interest is tax-deferred until you take it out. As an independent advisor, I'm proud to be able to offer the highest guaranteed rates anywhere in the nation. Call AIP Financial Services today at 866-247-6663 to find out what you could be earning on your safe money. Hi, this is Greg Bryant, General Sales Manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you. Hi, I'm Wendy Jones, host of Next Steps for Seniors. Are you stuck in the chaos of trying to figure out the maze of hospitals, rehabs, and insurance for a parent or a loved one? We talk about these issues and more every Saturday at 11 a.m. That's Next Steps for Seniors, Saturdays, 11 a.m. on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Your questions, real life, real answers. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to the Next Steps for Seniors program. We're here today. Our topic is keeping up the beat, and we're talking about your heart, and it's so critical, and there's so much information that we've been able to gather today from Ascension Providence Rochester Hospital. So, um, Crystal, you mentioned earlier about cardiomems. I would love for you just to talk a little bit more about what those are and how they work. So uh, it's kind of a new innovative thing, right? It is. It is. Um, We actually uh, went out to uh, California and uh, did some studies out there with advanced uh, heart failure um, with the CardioMEMS uh, device. Uh, So we had a lot of good stuff to bring back from from the West Side, West Coast. Um, It's a procedure that uh, it's a cardiac cath procedure, but typically with a cardiac cath, they go in uh, through the artery. This goes in through the veins, so it's not as invasive as a typical cardiac cath, and they go in through the groin area. Um, with the cardiomems. With the cardiomems, the okay. yes. So it's an implantable device, and they go up into the pulmonary artery. It's a teeny tiny device, so you don't see it on the outside. It's not like a pacemaker, or it's not like a uh, in a defibrillator, so you do not see it at all. Um, the patient uh, basically lays on a pillow or sits up on the pillow, especially if they're short of breath and they can't lay down. Um, and they basically press a button, and it submits the data of 
of uh, the pulmonary artery pressure or what's going on in their lungs to their cardiologist office. So um, like I mentioned Instantaneously? before, yes, uh, it takes about a minute to two minutes to transmit. They don't have to have like the internet or anything at their house okay, if they don't impressive. have it. So because a lot of our, um, you know, a lot of seniors um, that may not know how it's very simple uh, technology, they literally have to just sit up on the pillow, line up, you press the button, that data uh, goes to your cardiologist office. They can see your heart rate. And then we can also see, like I said, your pulmonary artery pressures. Uh, typically with heart failure, about two to three weeks in advance, you start getting those pressures that rise. Uh, even before you see those symptoms, you know, of the swelling or the edema, the shortness of breath. So if we start seeing uh, these numbers rise, we can call and we can kind of intervene, you know, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, have you made any changes in your diet? Are you taking your medications okay? Um, we can make adjustments right then and there so that way we can help keep them from going into exacerbations or keep them from having to be hospitalized. So, so how long is this inside of you? Like, is so it, it it's permanent? a permanent device? Oh. Yes. So you have to be compliant with it, uh, meaning, you know, you use your pillow every day where you line up and then you would press the button and submit so that data. you do it once a day? Um, once a day. So we typically, on our end of it, look through look at the trends. We follow weekly trends just to see if that PA pressure is rising. And then we're reaching out to the patients um, just for early intervention. Like I said, that's the best intervention that wow, you can do. So brilliant. Uh, less brilliant. Uh, hospital time, um, mm-hmm. you know, better management and patients feel better overall. Someone's watching So them. you're doing this at Ascension right now. You're Absolutely. doing this at the heart yes. of your clinic. Our talented cardiologist at Ascension Providence Rochester Hospital do the implants um, yes. right there. And, and so literally it's in, patients... the, in the cardiac catheterization lab. So this is a procedure. So pe- mm-hmm. patients have to come in. There is yes. some sedation involved. There is you know, a small incision where but they it's thread outpatient. the catheter through. And then you go home that day. So we do have multiple cardiologists who have been implanting these cardiomems. Wow. And it's just the small guys. device that, that gets implanted into the artery and it stays there. And so that's what's helping us. That's what's transmitting the pressures. So it's interesting because sometimes we'll look on the website as we're tracking their trends and you can see it, an uptick in the pressure. The patient doesn't feel bad yet, but you call and and you say, how's your diet been? How's, you know, how's, you have you been them. taking I pizza with salt and they on said, it yesterday. Oh, yeah. I went to the baseball game and I did have two hot dogs or, oh, I just, it was Thanksgiving or we had a family event and I had turkey and, and you do, and, and they don't feel is turkey high in sodium? Turkey does have a lot of sodium. Yeah. Lot hidden, of salt. Well, hidden salt. <laughs> That's what yeah. will get you into trouble. So you have and to I'm be like, very careful. What's wrong with turkey? So, yeah. so um, speaking of that, you know, we see a lot of exacerbations around the holidays and stuff after the holidays because of, uh, you know, turkey, uh, you know, ham, uh, meals that are high mm-hmm. in sodium and stuff like that. So those are usually our busiest times. Okay. Is everyone taking so, notes on this? No ham, yeah. no turkey, and no stuffing. Moderation. <laughs> you still have to. Exactly. Yes. I'd rather have brownies. Forget yeah. all that stuff. <laughs> Give me the dessert. Forget the forget the turkey. Okay, so this cardio man, this is amazing. So you're doing it right there at Ascension and they can call your clinic. So it's for people who have like ha- have been diagnosed already and you're managing it and you're getting more in the preventative end so you can help them right so they these don't are, end up right these are definitely patients who have a diagnosis, diagnosis. of congestive heart yes. failure and have also been hospitalized once for that okay, diagnosis so, so, so those are the that's what I was going to ask you brand 
these aren't brand new diagnosis. These are patients that have been diagnosed and have been managed. Okay. And um, yeah, by having the cardiomems, it's it's an extra piece of data that we have besides checking for shortness no, of breath excellent. and edema or weight gain. We now have this device that can tell us what their pressures are inside their pulmonary arteries, which is a direct link to, you know, the congestive heart. Failure. So they, every morning they get up, is it usually they do it in the morning? Yep. Same time each Same day time every in the day morning. And click it. Yes. Okay. And so they have one job to do and that's yes. it. Just yes. lay there and click the button. Correct. It's so su- it's super simple. If you're a listener out there uh, who has heart failure or you have a family member that has heart failure that's been struggling with ups and downs, you know, exacerbations with this, this is a perfect tool to manage those exacerbations and keep you from out of the hospital. Um, you know, I've seen it do great things. I've seen You've it. you got to give your number for one more yeah. time right now. Yeah. The, the heart failure clinic's number is 248 248- Four nine six six seven zero two, and so and we can definitely get you set up with a referral for cardiomems and get you set up in the heart failure clinic. Okay, so I was going to ask qualifications. Is there anything else they need to know? Is this covered by insurance? It, it is. is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you um, if you have Medicare, it is typically covered. Uh, some of the private insurances and stuff like that, it will need like a preauthorization and things like that. Uh, patients have to, of course, like Liz said, have to have a previous um, heart failure diagnosis or hospitalization within the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has to be New York Heart Association Class 3, which typically if you were hospitalized you're, um, for the shortness of breath and the symptoms we were talking about, you're typically New York Heart Association Class 3. Okay. Well, I cannot thank you guys enough. This CardioMEMS is huge. So let's talk a little bit about what you have going on over there. Yes. Yes. So we have a lot of things coming up at Ascension Providence, Rochester. Um, May 22nd, we actually have a Senior Strong event. So we're inviting seniors to come. Um, We have lots of booths and tables and information about um, all sorts of resources that we have. That's from 10 to 1, and we will be there. And it is Um, free of charge. free of charge. And you can, Um, I think there's blood pressure and a couple other things that'll be there. There's blood pressure readings and raffles and food and all sorts of things. And then we're going to be at the Rochester Farmer's Market, actually, June 1st. And that's kind of a cardiac focus uh, event. So we're going to be talking about the congestive heart failure clinic and then also early heart attack awareness. We're going to have some pledges there to sign and some other goodies. So tell us a little bit about reducing our risks of heart failure. Sure. Yeah. So heart failure, um, I talked a little bit about how a, a heart attack can cause reduced pumping function and heart muscle damage, but there's some other things that we can help control. First is blood pressure. Blood pressure is kind of a silent killer. Talk to we, us about blood pressure. You know, blood pressure, people can be walking around with a blood pressure of 170, 180, over 90, and not feel a thing. So it's super important to have your blood pressure checked regularly by your primary care physician so they can keep an eye on that. Um, also, stress is a, is a huge component of everybody's life. So we talk a lot about stress management, stress reduction, uh, which also goes hand in hand with your blood pressure. As your stress goes up, blood pressure rises. And so we definitely want to help people uh, with stress management. Well, and I've been sitting at a restaurant and I've seen like a gentleman with like a red face. Yeah. And I just yeah. look at them and I think, yeah. gosh, do they know that their face is that red? Yeah. Like, isn't that an indicator sort of of high can blood be, pressure? Yes. I mean, some people can get heart attack. I mean, not heart attacks, <laughs> um, headaches. Um, some people get nosebleeds because their blood the pressure, ears. ringing so, in the ears, yeah. feeling your pulse. 
So it's, it's, there are some symptoms, but sometimes it's, that's to the point where it's, it's getting pretty late in the disease process. So it's definitely important to keep an eye on those blood pressures. Okay. And then what other ones? Was and there? then uh, smoking is a huge thing. We have not talked about smoking, but smoking affects so many parts of your body, not just your lungs, but um, it affects the lining of the vessels in your heart and your legs and the vessels into your brain. You're at increased risk of stroke and heart attacks and peripheral vascular disease. And so any sort of um, anything you can do to cut back on smoking and ultimately quit is, is just going to be a great thing for your body and, and, and your family's health in general. And alcohol. We mentioned and that. And alcohol, yes. yes. That's another they thing. They say moderation or what do you say? No alcohol? Um, no, we say, I mean, we say moderation. One, if you're a female, one to two, if you're a male per day. Per day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not per week. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, ladies. We Thank learned so much. Us. I want you to share your phone number one more time. Why not make the call to the clinic? So the Heart Failure Clinic at Ascension Providence Rochester Hospital, it's 248-496-6702. And if you're, uh, you know, if you're uh, identifying some of these signs and symptoms today, give us a call. We would be more than happy to see you. Thank you so much. You're listening to The Patriot at FM 101.5 AM 1400. Each and every week, we bring you pertinent information. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.